This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Anybody know what we're talking about? Being thankful, art, what? Thanksgiving, isn't that? Today we're going to talk about the power of giving thanks, the power of thanksgiving. There's power in giving thanks to God. We need to learn that. You know, and it has an effect, I believe, over our whole being, but especially over our soulish, our psyche. It has a tremendous effect over that. I mean, you know, I know none of you, you've never been tempted to have a blue Monday <laughs> or a terrible Tuesday or anything like that. I mean, you know, but you know, Thanksgiving is a powerful tool against the enemy and against life's onslaught. You know, when you know, you're tempted to want to be gloomy and there's gloom and doom and things are not looking good and all that's going on. We talked last week about when life hurts, and sometimes it does, doesn't it? You know, and sometimes, you know, it's just a human condition because, you know, our body's not redeemed yet, is it? And so, you know, as I've said before, you can go to bed, you know, at night, everything's fine, you know, it's, you know, fine as it can be. You're doing good, the bills are paid, the money's in the bank, you're feeling pretty good, you go to sleep, nothing's happening, there's no crisis or anything, you're feeling pretty good, you get up the next morning, you can just feel like, I'm going to get out of bed. Nothing has happened. That's just part of it. And that's why it's so important for us to learn to be thankful and to give thanks to God, because it is a powerful tool. To, you know, to lift us up out of those doldrums that try to come to all of us and things that happen. Turn over to Psalm 22. We'll start by reading over there. Scripture that I'm sure everyone is quite familiar with. Psalm 22. <clears throat> Verse 3 says that you are enthroned <clears throat> pardon me, as the Holy One. You are the one that inhabits Israel's praises. Well, if he inhabited Israel's praises, who were his servants, you know he inhabits the praises of his people. Amen? And see, this is the thing. When we come in and worship God, and listen, church, when, you know, don't get, let me just, can I pastor you a little bit here? Don't drag in late. Thank you, Don't drag in late. <laughs> you're missing a big part of the service. Amen? Listen, that's your opportunity to join in with the other saints, the other believers here, and give something to God. Don't just come to get. 
Don't just come to some, on Sunday mornings for what you can get. Yes, come believing to get something, but come believing to give something. And it starts by what? Giving of our worship to God. Being thankful to God. Change your whole outlook. You get in here. I, I told the worship team, I said, you know, we're going to have some of y'all going to come up here and we're going to let the worship team out there. We're going to let you experience what they experience. <laughs> Come on. Man, they pray. They've been up here during the week at night, sacrificing their time. They prepared, they rehearsed, they prayed, they're believing God, and they come in here, and you don't see any chairs. Come on. Trying to help you out. It's true. And then, you know, you start worshiping, and all of you look like, you know, not all of you. You take that back. Some of them. You look like, you know, everybody you know is <laughs> And you know, and it's like, you know, gravity has got such a hold on you. <laughs> Don't speak to get, you know, Caleb and some of them out to help get your hand up. Amen. <laughs> well, Here's that. See, that's part of giving fast learning to give thanks. You say, but Pastor, I come in sometimes, I don't feel like it. Well, hello. I get up here a lot of times, I don't feel like preaching to you. What's feeling got to do with it? Is that right? And I'm sure there are times when the worship team gets up here and they think, I don't feel like it. They look at some of your faces and, you know, they really don't feel like it. But we're going to do better, amen? Oh, we're going to be more thankful. We're going to come. Wait, listen, we're going to come early. We're going to be on time. We're going to worship God. Listen, how many people see God do something for God? How many people God do something? Then listen, let us start by giving Him thanks. Get here early and let's worship God. I mean, give God all you, all you got. Give Him your best. Let a smile light up your face. Even when you don't, I mean, that's when I really find out I really got to worship God. So I'm going to tell you what, when things are looking bad, that's when I really want to know God's on the scene. He said that He would inhabit our praises. You know, that's true corporately, but you know what? That's true for you individually. Man, you can be at home and everything's not looking too good. You get your closet or you get your living room or wherever you want to get your house. You get in there and you start giving God thanks. You just start worshiping God. You say, I don't know how to put on some music and start singing with it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. See, that's what I like about being at home. See, when I'm at home in my office, I close the door and God don't care how bad I sing. <laughs> yeah, I have to be careful not to offend y'all on Sunday, but see, that's the time God don't care. You know, some of you, us make a joyful noise, others, others we make a happy racket. <laughs> but either way, God likes it if it's coming from a heart that is worshiping Him. Amen? He says, so He inhabits our praises. When we give thanks to God, He inhabits that. He comes on the scene. We've seen that. We, we, there are many instances in the in the scriptures where it talks about that. Jehoshaphat is one of them. You know the story over there. Second Chronicles. It says that when the enemies begin to come against him, it says that you know what did he do? 
He didn't go hire, you know, some high-powered preacher. He didn't go try to find, you know, the great prophet in the land or prophesy against his enemies. You know what he did? He said he sent the praisers out in front. Woo! Holy. That's Old Testament. Put us to shame. We who are spirit-filled. God's living inside of us. God is for us. God is in us. And we look at the Look at those guys. I mean, man, what revelation they had. It says that when they begin to praise yeah. and worship God for the beauty of His holiness, yeah. they begin to give thanks to God. Yeah. I mean, God sent ambushments. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Some of y'all, God needs, you need God to send some ambushments yeah. for your enemies. Say, so you need to ambush lack of poverty in your life. Yeah. You need God to ambush. Uh, uh, strife in your life. You need the Holy Spirit to ambush some things. Wouldn't that be great? God, go out ahead of you and ambush. Listen, if some people, if you just stop praying and start thanking, we'll talk about that. Too. He inhabits our praises, giving thanks before the answer comes. Turn over to John 11. You know. God wants us to pray. How many of you know that? You know yes. that, don't you? But you know what? How many of you notice that from the time you say amen until the time you say there it is, sometimes there's a time in there. You know, yes. notice that? So what do we do in between? Well, there's all kind of ideas of what we should do. Well, let's keep on pressing through and praying. There's a time for that. There's no question about it. But for most of the time, especially if we're praying about our own situation, and not necessarily interceding for someone else or for a nation or something like that. We're praying for ourselves. Once I pray and I believe, then what do I do in, in between the time I say, Amen, and there it is. In John 11, notice what Jesus is saying here. You know, again, this is Lazarus, the incident of Lazarus. I mentioned that during the offering. Jesus is standing before the tomb where we're about to read here in verse 41. He's there. Everybody's weeping. Everybody's sad. It's all over. It's, it's been done. It's had it. How many times when you go to prayer, that's your circumstance? A lot of times it is. It looks like it's over. looks like you've had it. looks like there's no way out. looks like everything's gone. It's over. Forget it. Why even bother to pray? But you know, look at Jesus here standing outside Lazarus too. Yeah. He told him, you know, <clears throat> well, we'll read verse 40 because I quoted it a minute ago. Did I not tell you that if you believe, you'll see the glory of God? Amen. So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Yeah. Where's Lazarus? I said, where's Lazarus? He's still in the tomb. Isn't he? Lazarus is still in the tomb. He, still, he had he hadn't moved one step. He hadn't come. Nothing has happened. But Jesus said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. Yeah. Wow. You know what? Some of us need to stop praying and start doing what Jesus said. Father, I thank you that you've heard me. Hallelujah. The answer's on the way. I believe when I pray and the answer's on the way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You are faithful. You said you would supply my needs. My needs are met in Jesus' name. You said you can heal my body. He leaves mine in Jesus' name. Whatever it is, we just start doing what Jesus did. Yeah. I always think you're in good company when you do what Jesus did. Isn't that right? Hard to go wrong. You can't go wrong if you do what Jesus did. He said, Father, I think you've always heard me. 
And I knew that you always heard me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's something to be thankful of. Yeah. Remember what Jesus said? He said, don't keep praying and praying and praying and praying thinking that, you know, if you pray long enough, somehow, you know, what I'm going to work. He said, that's the way the pagans Right. No, we have a Father that will hear our prayers. Isn't that true? He said, come boldly to the throne of grace. Yeah. John said this, if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, we know that what? We have what we ask. Well, if you asked me for $100 and I, I gave it to you, what would you probably say after that? <laughs> Well, if you ask God, your heavenly father, that's me, just a natural man. If you ask your heavenly father for something, what should follow that? You want to be at least as polite to God as you would be to a person. <laughs> I mean, if I gave you that $100 bill, you wouldn't fall down on your face and say, oh, please give me this. No, you'd be saying thank you. He said, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sinned. Yes. So giving thanks. You know, we already talked about this. When we give thanks, it puts our focus on God instead of our problems. Yes. <laughs> now, you know, the Bible says that everything in, in the in creation has a voice. Have you yes. noticed that? Yes. You ever notice when you have a, a problem or difficulty, it has a voice? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, you, you know, I've had times when my bank account had a voice speaking to me. My checking account had a voice speaking to me. My body had a voice speaking to me. Amen. Difficulties that involved other people and they spoke to me. <laughs> they all have a voice. But when I begin to give thanks to God, I can drown out all the other voices. Yes. Because I found this out. I will always listen to the loudest voice in my life. Did you find that to be true for you? The loudest voice always gets my attention. Isn't that true? We know that was true. Remember, remember uh, Bartimaeus? Why Bartimaeus? Remember that? Jesus. So everybody said, Jesus is coming by. Man, Bartimaeus cranked it up. Jesus, son of David. Have mercy on me. Isn't that what he did? And you know what? Just like your problems, when you start giving thanks to God, just like those people with Bartimaeus, you know what they told him to do? Be quiet. Be quiet. And isn't that what you're, when you start giving thanks to God, man, your head and your circumstances and sometimes even unbelieving believers will tell you, you need to die. You're just being stupid. You need to just tone it down there. Oh, boy, I tell you what, they told Bartimaeus that. He just cranked it up another night. And that's what we have to do because we will listen. You will listen to the loudest voice in your circumstance. Amen. And if you keep quiet, I can tell you there's something else that's going to fill in the void. Amen? Amen. And you just need to learn to be thankful. Put your focus on God. Put your focus, just like Jesus did, say, I thank you, Father. You heard me the first time I prayed. Hallelujah. And I just want to thank you. You're a good father. You said if 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 I be evil though I to give good gifts to my children, how much more will my father in heaven give good things to those that ask him? Yeah. 
Last for a fish, I won't get a sermon. Hallelujah. Some people will tell you, you know, if you pray for one thing, God's life will give you something else because he knows better. No, Jesus, Jesus refuted that. He said, if you ask for a fish, he said, God's not going to turn around and give you a sermon tell you you needed it. Come on. I think we're better off we just stick with the Bible instead of with our ideas, right? And you know, uh, let's look at another example here, Romans 4. We, we all know the story of Abraham, but let's read it over there again. Here's, here it is, Abraham, and you know the story. God had promised him a son. He said, you, you leave your land, you go into the land I'm going to show you, I'm going to give you the land, I'm going to bless you, but I'm also going to give you an heir from your own body. And you know, when he told him this, he was already 75. Amen. <clears throat> Do you think you, you think you get a late start? You think you're a late one? Well, Abraham was a he was a late bloomer, wasn't he? He was 75 before God gave him the promise. And that, I mean, you know, that's 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 pretty old to get started in something like that, isn't it? And then you know, he's 99. Amen. And it hadn't happened. You ever got a word from the Lord? Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, first time I got a word from the Lord, I thought, well, what's going to happen today, though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, what's well, man? God said it's going to happen today, so a lot of times we're that way. We find the promise, maybe in prayer, God speaks to our hearts, you know, about something. We're just so sure, you know, God has spoken to us, and He has. But, you know, just like uh, uh, Abraham here, uh, 10 years went by, I mean, he's 85. 75 looked tough. Boy, 85 really looking like he's Isn't that right? I mean, at that 70, by 75, he hadn't had a child. By 85, he still hadn't had a child. Man, it's really, I mean, you know. And then another 10 years go by, now he's 95. I mean, 95 year olds, you know, father and children. Not only that, his, his wife, Sarah, she wasn't that much, she was a few years younger, but not that much. She's in her 90s, too. Boy, yeah, you just know this is going to happen. So what do you do? If Abraham was facing that, notice what it says here. Verse 18, against all hope, Abraham and hope believed. There's that word believing again. And so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said of him. So shall your offspring be. Now listen to this, verse 19. Without weakening in his faith. <clears throat> That's the key, isn't it? We pray, we get a promise from God, God speaks something to us in our prayer closet, we got a hold of the Word of God, we're believing that thing when God speaks, and then time begins to go by. A day, a week, a month, a year, what, in this case, it's almost 25 years for Abraham, and nothing's happened, and it looks like the circumstances have become more adverse to it happening than it did when God spoke to it. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? So he did not weaken in his faith. That's what I want to be. I want to be just like Abraham. I want to weaken in my faith. Amen. If God said it, and I believed it. When he said it, it's just as true now as it was yesterday. God wasn't true yesterday and a liar today. The passage of time doesn't make God a liar, does it? No, indeed. It says, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. In other words, he didn't deny the circumstances. Since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. 
but was strengthened in his faith, giving glory to God. Amen. You know what he was, he, I'm telling you, every time, and you know the devil attacked his mind. Yeah, yeah. Of course he did. Oh, yeah. And every time that happened, I could just see Abraham going out at night. Man, I'm telling you, can't sleep, goes out at night, he begins to look up at the stars. Man, he sees all the stars of the Milky Way out there. Just millions of stars. And he remembers what God said. He said, Abraham, yes. look at the stars. Yes. If you can count them, you can count your offspring. Yes. And man, he began to look at those stars. And he began to remember what God said. And he, he, I bet he just lifted his hands and he began to thank God. God, I thank you. I know your word is true. I have this remembrance of the stars. And as surely as the stars are in the heavens, so will your word is true to me. I will have a son. I will have an offspring. There will be a nation that will come for me. Your word is true. You are faithful. And he gave thanks to God. And you know what he said? He strengthened his faith. Amen. Thanksgiving, being thankful, giving glory to God, being thankful to God, it strengthens your faith. Right. Woo. Come on, I'm not doing you any good, but I'm helping me out. It says, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded. I'm telling you, if you'll be thankful, you'll stay fully persuaded. Amen. You know, we all, when we start out the race, you know, uh, as a believer, our, our God's given us a promise or a word He's spoken to us. And man, remember the exhilaration that you felt when you got that word or you, that new life came into you and I mean, you were so excited and you, I mean, you know, I remember the grass looked greener and the sky looked bluer. I mean, everything was, I mean, it was so great. It was so wonderful, you know. But then the passage of time comes and things happen and life happens and you know when you find out that you know those things on the back of Christians are not wings, they're just shoulder blades. <laughs> I mean I, I you know you start off you're full of idealism. You're just I mean man, you know, everybody wants what you want. <laughs> no, I, but time passes by. And you know, here's the thing. You can lose some of the luster off of the promise of God. You can lose some of the shine off of your faith, so to speak. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But I found out if you'll be thankful, if you'll just give praise to God, if you'll be thankful, I mean, it will strengthen your faith. You'll stay fully persuaded that what God promised, He also what he's promised to you personally. What he's promised to us corporately. I believe God's word. And I'm giving thanks to God for all that he has spoken over us as a people. It will surely come to pass. I'm fully persuaded. I hope you're fully persuaded. I'm not going to let the passage of time or some circumstances that are adverse dictate to me whether God is true or a lie. Amen. Amen. It strengthens my faith. We're talking about the power of thanksgiving. Giving thanks to God. Being thankful. Amen? Amen. Thanksgiving and thanks living. Yeah. Amen. Thanksgiving's a holiday. Thanks living is a way of life. Thanksgiving, I already mentioned this, it puts the enemy to flight. But I want to read you another scripture. Turn over to Psalm 9. 
You know, I mentioned Jehoshaphat over there when he began to send the praisers and the worshipers out and it released the power of God. You know, it it is an act of faith to be thankful. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, it, I mean, if God has done something for you, of course, that's just gratitude. And we should do that. But, but in the face of difficulties, in the face when life hurts, when, when the promise hasn't come, the answer hasn't come yet, it takes faith to give thanks to God, doesn't it? But yeah. man, when Jehoshaphat sent those singers out there, I mean, man, the armies were, were real. He was still outnumbered. He still didn't have a chance except in God. But they begin to praise God. It's an act of faith. And many times, that's what our thanksgiving is. It's a release of our faith. And when we release our faith, God begins to move. Psalm 9, verse 1. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. Has God done anything good for you? At any time in your Christian walk, can you think of at least one thing He's done good? Nothing else. He saved you from giving your sins. Heaven's your home. God's your Father. Jesus is your elder brother. The Holy Spirit's living in you. My goodness, give some thanks here. Isn't that right? He said, I, he said, I will tell of all your wonderful deeds and I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name almost high. My enemies turn back. They stumble and perish before you. Now remember, God inhabits so when you begin to be thankful, you begin to give thanks to God and praise God. God is there inhabiting those praises and He turns back the enemy. That devil that's been aggravating you, that, that, that lie that's been telling you you're not going to make it, you're not going to make it, your kids are not going to make it, they're not going to be saved, they're not, God's not going to do it, God's not going to come through. I mean, you just begin to give thanks to God and let the presence of God come into that situation and your enemies, He said, will turn back and stumble. Now remember we said at the end of all of our words is somebody. Remember that? When we begin to praise and give thanksgiving to God, it says God inhabits those praises. When we begin to complain and whine and speak words of doubt and unbelief and defeat and discouragement, guess who is in the company of those words? Yeah. Isn't that right? Amen. And, and the more we do that, the stronger he gets. Amen. So let's not let the devil work it against us. Let's use it against him. Right. Amen. Amen. And you can feel discouraged, but be thankful. Yeah. You can feel defeated, but you can give praise to God. Amen. You can have all kinds of feelings, but you can still act yeah. the right way. Isn't that true? Man, I talk about feelings. If you go by feelings, you're gonna be you're gonna be a yo-yo Christian, up and down, up and down. And it's when I don't feel like it, it's when I gotta make sure I do it. That's the truth. I mean, when I feel like it, that's easy to do. Put the enemy to flight. You know the story. We won't turn to it, but I'll mention it in Acts 16. Paul and Barnabas, they you know they're they're in the prison. Paul and Silas, brother, they're in the prison. You know, 
Because they're, what? They're obeying God. Sometimes you get in trouble from obeying God. You know, I heard somebody say this. I think it's true. There's two times you, two ways you get in trouble, you know, is when you obey God and when you don't. Yeah. But the difference is when you obey God, God's with you in trouble. Yeah. When you don't, you might have to do some repenting before that. Did I say that word? It's almost an unused word anymore. Yeah. That's another <laughs> it causes my, but you know, as they says, as they praise God, they, they didn't gripe, they didn't complain, they didn't say, oh, I don't understand it, God. I was doing the best I could. God, you told us to do this, and look what happens. No, it says they gave praise to God. They gave thanksgiving to God. Right in the middle of their pain, right in the middle of their imprisonment, right in the middle of everything going wrong. And you know the story. It says that that whole place began to shake. Amen. Yeah. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. I don't mind getting in trouble for obeying God when you're going to see God shake the place. Yes. Come on. You know, especially in our culture and in the modern day church, we almost don't know anything about suffering. Yeah. Right. And I understand. And I think one of the reasons why is it's it's wrong. You know, when a truth when a truth is revealed many times, what happens is is that. It, it, it just it kind of gets in one bitch in an extreme, and you know we we got got kind of got that way when it came to suffering, you know, and you know and things we were suffering for that God had redeemed us from, we were just counting that as you know well that's great. I mean if you're sick you're suffering from the Lord, if you're broke you're suffering from the Lord, you know, but but there is a a godly suffering something that. The Bible says that when we live for God, there will be some suffering. Yeah, when we live for God, there will be some persecution. When we live for God, there will be some attacks. <clears throat> you know why the devil is after you so much? Because you're endeavoring to live for God. Man, before I was saved, man, the devil, he didn't bother me. He didn't have to bother me. He already had me. Yeah. Yeah. But see, the fact that as soon as you step out and say, you know what, I'm going to pray and believe God. You know what I'm going to, I'm going to begin to pray for my city. I'm going to begin to believe for my, my family to be saved. I'm going to begin to, you know, to, to give 10% of my income to the kingdom of God. And then all oh, but all oh, hell breaks loose. And then instead of counting in all joy and being thankful, we moan and groan and cry. I'm not saying you. Somebody you know. <laughs> Let's give thanks to God. Oh, there he wrote to the Corinthian church. Man, he said, he said that people taking you to court to sue you for everything. He said, what are you doing going to court with them? Just let them have everything. Yeah. Woo! Right. Well, that's over in our culture, but <laughs> ain't doing that. Call that lawyer. I saw him TV. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't call no name. <laughs> Or we gotta grow up sometime. Thanksgiving acknowledges God's work in my life. It does. Look at look at Psalm 103. You're you're there in Psalm probably still. Turn it. It acknowledges God's work in my life. 
Now listen, maybe you're facing difficulties and problems. I wouldn't be surprised. I know if not all of us are, most of us probably are. You know why I like to say you're either in the middle of a, a trial, you're just coming out of a trial, or you're about to go into a trial. Yeah. That's why. Amen. Thank God, you know, we've got the greater one who's in with it, yeah. with us in it, will bring us through it, will deliver us from it. Amen. Yes. And you know, you won't have, you know, it's about the Hebrew children when they went through the fire furnace. When God brought them out, they said, didn't even have a smell of smoke on them. You know, I, I've been around some Christians, you know, that, you know, they have the smell of smoke on them. It's that whine. It's that groan. It's that moan. It's that poor old me. That, that attitude. That smoke. We get it that you're going through something. We're not making light of that. I, I don't make light of anything. I've been through a few things myself. But I, I'm telling you, you know, that, that moan and that groan and everything, that's the smoke coming off of you. But God wants to bring us through the tests and trials and difficulties we face. He wants to bring us through those and us to come out without, you know, while we're going through it, we come out of it, we don't have that smoke on us. We have a sweet smelling savor that's coming up from us. It's called thanksgiving to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Psalm 103. He says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Well, the best way not to forget them is to be talking about them. You know, the reason some people can't, can't seem to get over their problems is that all they ever do is talk about them. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all your troubles. Is that what he said? Forget not all your problems. Forget not how you've had it harder than anybody else. Not what he said here. Forget not all his benefits. Here's two of them. Who forgives all your sins? Well, if that's all he ever did, I'm telling you what, we got enough to be thankful from now through eternity. Isn't that right? I'm going to tell you, your worst day here is nothing to compare to an eternity in hell. Amen. He forgives all your sins. All of them. Say all of them. All of them. How many is all? All of them. Don't let the devil tell you all with this one. All with that one. He sure tries. That's why you got to remind yourself. Be thankful. And who heals all your diseases. Yes. So I'm glad he's a forgiving and a healing God. And I'm going to give thanks to him. I'm going to thank him for forgiving me of all my sins. Now like I said, some of y'all, you know, you did God a favor. When you got saved, he didn't get no favors with me. You know, I'm just joking. But some people, you almost, you know, you hear them talk, you almost think they did God a favor. He, and not only that, he says he redeems your life from a pit. What kind of pit are you in? Yeah. Wow. See, one of the things that will keep you in the pit is when you add the why on there. You. Pity. See, when, you, when, when I'm always, all I can think about is me. Yeah. What I'm feeling, what I'm going through, how life's been hard to me. I, you know, I, you know, you're going to stay in the pit. 
Because you're having a pity party. He didn't say, when you're in the pit, throw a party. He said, get, up, get your praise on. Don't start feeling sorry for yourself. Start praising God. Start thanking God. Start remembering what? He redeems my life from the pit. That maybe you are in the pit. We've all been in the pit times. I'm telling you what, I don't have to stay in the pit. And when I'm in the pit, I don't have to take on the attitude of a pit. I'm going to take on the attitude of a praise. I'm going to remember all His benefits. I'm going to remember His power, His glory, His goodness, His grace, His promises. I'm telling you what, God will let you right up out of that pit. He'll set your feet on the rock. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with love and compassion. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Love and compassion. You know what God's got for you? Love and compassion. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We're talking about the power of thanksgiving. When we're thankful, it reminds us of who God is. Of what God has done, what God is doing, what God is willing to do, what God will do. It reminds me of all those things. And I'm going to tell you, it changes my whole attitude. It changes my whole perspective. All of a sudden, my focus gets on what really is eternal and important. What did Paul say earlier? He said, He said, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. How do I do that? Well, one of the most important ways is just to be thankful. Just to begin to remember uh, God's benefits. Begin to thank Him for it. Begin to praise Him for it. Begin to worship Him for it. And I'm telling you, in your midnight hour, God will shake your chains off too. He will open your prison doors too. Because why? He's going he's gonna to crown you with love and compassion. Said, but 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 it was my own fault that I got into this. Boy, I'm telling you, I've been in some of those. But I'm gonna tell you, you know what he's gonna do? If you remember him, if you get your focus on him, you know what he'll do? He'll crown you with love and compassion. Amen. 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 Mercy will flow. Yes. I'll tell you what's overflowing from your cup is mercy. Amen. Not judgment. You see, you got just not condemnation. You got your focus on the wrong thing. The cup that we're going to take today in the Lord's table, that cup is overflowing with mercy. Mercy for you. Mercy for your family. Listen, He redeems me from the pit, crowns with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things? I don't know about you, but I'm getting happy. <laughs> Thankful with good things. Yeah. What's God going to do in your life? Something good. Yeah. I believe it. What was it, Brother Oral Roberts, for years? His television program. He had, they had a song that said, "Something good is going to happen to you today." Wow. Jesus of Nazareth is coming your way. Yeah. Yeah. Something good. Yeah. What are you? Yeah, you know. Why don't you just meditate on that this week? Something good yeah. is going to happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> because Jesus of Nazareth has come my way. He's going to crown me with compassion and love. Goodness and mercy are going to overtake me this week. I'm going to get my praise on. 
I'm going to get my attitude of gratitude on. I'll tell you, Blue Monday, I'll have to pack up. <laughs> Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Thanksgiving acknowledges God's work in my life. I'm telling you, get in the book called the B-I-B-L-E. The gospel, the good news. This book is full of good news about how God thinks about you, desires for you, has provided for you, is willing to do for you. Yes, little old you, little old unknown you, little old small weak you. Yes, you. That's a little hard to you. Man, you just start being thankful. Yes. Man. The Bible says that God, His eyes are searching to and fro over the face of the whole earth, looking for someone to whom He can show Himself strong or mighty. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what. Those who are thankful and are giving thanksgiving and praise to God, I'm telling you what, they will not remain unseen by God. Remember blind Bartimaeus? I'm telling you what, Jesus was going to pass right on by until he got what? I'm telling you, he started calling out. And he said, Jesus, stop. And he said, bring him to me. Oh, I'm telling you. Let me give you some action points. He is a forgiving, healing, delivering, blessing, full of compassion and mercy to you. This is the God that you belong to. This is the God that we serve. This is the God that we're related to. He is our Father, our Abba, Daddy, our Papa. Yes. A people. Let me ask you some questions here on my action points. Ask yourself this. Make it personal. Am I a thankful person? Mm -hmm. Am I thankful? Am I, am I quick to give thanks to God or am I one of those moment groaners? Listen, it's a habit. Complaining and moaning and it, 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 just like worry, it's a habit. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person, you're not going to hell, nothing like It's just a habit you get. And it's a bad habit. It is. It's a bad habit. I mean, you know, you probably wouldn't smoke because why? It's bad for you. It's not going to send you to hell. Might get you to heaven quick. <laughs> but we know smoking, the reason we don't smoke, it's bad for you. Isn't that right? It'll kill you. Or complaining and griping about it's bad for you. It's bad for your mental health. It's bad for your spiritual life. It's bad for you. Yeah. So why you want to do something bad for you? And it's a habit you can change. If you can complain, you can be thankful. Yeah. You just turn that thing around, you know, it's the opposite side of the coin. You just turn that thing around and you just start being thankful to God even when you don't feel like it. And you just develop the habit of being thankful. When you're tempted to complain, find something to be thankful about. Go to the book. Go back over here to Psalm 103. Just find the things that God has done for you and just start giving thanks to God for that. Yeah. 
Because Jesus, Father, I thank you, you've heard my prayer. Yes. Resurrection's coming. Amen. It's coming right out of the grave. Come on. Yes. <laughs> Am I a thankful person? Secondly, do I use Thanksgiving when I'm under attack? Yes. Well, see, that's when you really need to use it. When that old accuser of the brethren comes and try to heap accusation, guilt, condemnation, telling you that God's not going to do it this time, God's not going to do it for you, look how long it's been, blah, 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 you know how you when you do that, man, that's when you tie this time, lift your hands and start give, giving thanksgiving to God. Father, I thank you. You've already heard me. You said if I ask anything according to your will, then you hear me because I know you've heard me. I want to thank you. I've got the answer. I don't care, Mr. Devil, what you say or what you think because I'm listening to the wisdom that is greater than you, that's greater than man, that's greater than my circumstances. I'm going to give thanks to God. Hallelujah. I don't care what my body says. I don't care what my pocketbook says. You're under attack. It's a powerful weapon. Amen. And finally, do I acknowledge God's redemptive work by giving thanks? You know, you ought to regularly, even, even if things are going well in your life, you ought to regularly practice giving thanks to God. Oh, Father, I thank you. And sometimes, you know, I, I'm just in the night season, and if I wake up, I just lay there and give thanks to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you that I'm your child. Thank you that my sins are forgiven. Thank you that heaven is my home. I'm so glad you're my Father. Thank you for all the rich blessings, for your peace, for your joy. Thank you for healing my body. I thank you for your goodness. I mean, man, I just just pray to myself to sleep. I just thank God, you know. And if the dawn comes up, then I'm still thanking God so much. Right. I'm telling you what, I don't waste that time. Amen. You know, problems want to try to come and talk to you and keep you up. Just run off the problems. And if you're going to stay up, at least stay up thanking God. Amen. 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 Well, <clears throat> I want to pray and then we're going to have communion together. Anybody here facing anything? Anybody in here feels everything's not perfect in your life? Just have to But you know, how many of you prayed about whatever it is that's going on? Have you prayed about it? Well, let me just suggest this. Instead of praying again, I can, you know, I can pray for Pray with you but instead of us doing that, what about if we just take just a couple of minutes? Yeah. And if you're comfortable doing it, raising your hands, let's just thank God. Thank God that He's heard your prayer. Thank God that He's a loving, kind Father. You know that He wants good things for you. He wants to heal your body. He wants to deliver your children. He wants to do that. Let's just give thanks. Father, we just thank you and bless you. You're so good. You're so good. You're our Heavenly Father. You're our God of love and of mercy and of great compassion. Father, I thank you that every every good thing and every wonderful thing comes from you, the Father of lights. I thank you, Father, that all the promises are ours in Jesus Christ. That, Father, that when we were sinners, you died for us. How much more with your Son will you now freely give us all things? Thank you, Father. We don't care how much time has gone by. We know that we're trusting you. We're trusting you for the answer. We're trusting you for the deliverance. 
We thank you that you are a faithful God, a loving God. You have said it, you also will do it. Thank you, Father. We thank you. We bless you. We honor you. We glorify you. Oh, how wonderful you are. Oh, how faithful you are. Oh, how true you are to your word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You have healed all our diseases. You've forgiven all our iniquities. Oh, you grant our life with compassion, mercy, and love. You grant our desires. Thank you, Father. We love you so. We thank you so. We honor you. In Jesus' name. Man, I'm telling you what, we don't go by feelings, but doesn't that make your feelings get lined up? Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, it's therapeutic. Amen. God is good. God is good. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.